holiday hi there with david hi there with david it's gonna be the name of the episode hi there with david yes season's <laughs> greetings everybody welcome to silhouettes jv hey. podcast yes that's it that it is what it is the no, it's cast. that's it uh, she dropped it she dropped it that's what it is that's it that's what it is yes it is what it is people don't like the term it is what it is but you know what? What are you gonna do? That's we were just talking. Way. Yeah, we were we, we were just talking about that. Like it sounds so pejorative. Like it is what it is. Like, like no, no. It it. We, what did we say? It is what it has been. It is what it has been. That's exactly. What That's what you yeah. said. That's, That's what it one. is. <laughs> I I. You know yeah, what? We're starting off very philosophical Diction. today for the holiday episode. It's holidays reflective. Always. Exactly. That's what we do. That's what we do. It's we have we're in the midst of Hanukkah right now. First night of Hanukkah. <laughs> when you're listening to this, <laughs> Hanukkah was last week. In the time you're listening to this, but it's the yeah, holiday season. The, you know, whether your holiday starts in on Halloween, on Thanksgiving, or you celebrate oh all year God, round, yes. like I do, then that you're in for a treat. And yeah, so welcome. By the way, yes, this is, again, Silhouette's JV Podcast with David. I'm Gia. Great to see you guys again. Thank you for joining Great us. Great to see you. It's the deep dive. The deepest right? dive, deep dive into Jersey Boys, both the show and the movie. And this is our last recording of the year. We've been doing this for six months now, David. It's pretty wild. The crowd goes I wild. I can't even. And the crowd goes wild. Whoa. Don, go away. <laughs> Except no one go away. Please, no one go away. We need all the people we can have. Don't go away. We need you. We love you. You guys have made this so much more than we ever thought it could be. The listeners are our wonderful guests. And um, yeah, and we have a little something we want to share to kind of yeah. just set the tone and the mood for the night. Um, so let's dim the let's lights. Dim the lights a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that was dim the jinx, lights a little. Perfect. Yeah, for a little a little Christmas <laughs> holiday cozy ambiance. And um, so we have to, of course, bring it back to winter. Now, as if you guys have been listening to our our podcast for the past six months, um, you will know that we really focused a lot on the fall season, on Nick Massey season. But now we're gearing up for winter, whether we're ready for it or not. We never want the show to end, of course. But I think right now everyone's ready for 2021 to come and for 2020 to have the strongest ending we could possibly have. Um, so let's get back into winter. Let's kind of remember how it was. Yeah. So in winter in Jersey Boys, Frankie Valley tells us how his mom used to say, at the posa nitata this too shall pass so whether it is what it is it is what it has been or some either way something is gonna move on um and this holiday season which is of course the time where we all reflect on our lives the bad but also the good as frankie also said um we just want to like just remember the past six months and just just to remind us and for everybody we started this podcast in june this was at the height of when artists were really hurting you know we've been battling a pandemic unemployment, a huge social political movement too. Um, and our spirits are may have maybe at an all time low right now. Um, but we started this podcast to hopefully bring some light to that darkness and dissect the show, Jersey Boys, 
that saved millions of us years ago and including David and me. And it also saved us again in 2020. Like we really don't know what this year would have been without this podcast and with you guys listening and for the amazing guests that we've had. It's, it's insane, honestly. It evolved into something. I mean, like we thought it was just going to be me and Gia just gabbing away. <laughs> it evolved into something so much more than we could have ever imagined. You know, we're having these intelligent interviews and conversations with the creatives and the stars of this show legends you know these legends it's, of this it's, legendary it's show yeah and it's a dream come true that we never knew we had you know of course we want to have this and and as creatives and artists ourselves and it's particularly being young artists we want to be taken seriously and we feel like you guys have given us that chance by listening to us and talking to us so Thank you so much for giving us a shot and for letting us use our voice as, as well as us hearing yours. So it means the world and, to us. It yeah. really does. And, and tonight. T- today, yeah, tonight, today, tonight. whenever you're listening to this, that the list, list of, legends of legends continues. continues. <laughs> David, who, are, who do we have tonight? I'm stoked. I'll tell you who we've got. We've got Natalie gallo firecracker mary delgado in the zoom studio guys i saw her play mary delgado like seven times at new world stages i always say that and i'll say it i don't give a fuck say it my favorite mary delgado is natalie gallo we all know that the show is called jersey boys but as we've driven home on the show before, the women call the right. shots, right? Fuck yeah. Natalie stole hearts all over the country in Jersey Boys. She opened the second national tour in 2011, performed on Broadway in 2013, flew west to Vegas to play Mary Delgado with our dear friend Travis Cloer, and opened the off-Broadway company at New World Stages in 2017. Insane. Amazing. Hell, Amazing. Yeah. The workshop for A Bronx Tale. She played Monica Lewinsky in a workshop for Clinton the Musical Come at the on. Musical Theater Festival. Amazing. Um, and we will hopefully see her next year, Paper Mill Playhouse in The Wanderer with a few fellow Jersey Boys family members. And she's here to talk with us tonight about her career, all things Jersey Boys, and to have some holiday fun, friends family everyone please welcome natalie gallo you guys that oh, intro oh, hold on aaron is here could i be talking about aaron samuels from mean girls if that's what you think you're not from jersey <laughs> rather it was aaron de jesus resident frankie valley at Jersey Boys Off-Broadway New World Stages. Aaron DeJesus dropped by on our recording with Natalie to talk about One Night Only, the best of Broadway that premiered on NBC on Thursday, December 10th. If you all at home saw Aaron and his fellow Jersey Boys cast members on your television, then you were in fact at the right place. Now, not only was it so special that they were on the television, they opened Jersey Boys opened the event, the one-hour, one-night-only event with Who Loves You and Oh What a Night. Aaron De Jesus, 
C.J. Polakowski as Bob, John Rochette as Tommy, Keith Hines Jr. as Nick Massey, the Jersey Girls, Jenna Schoen, Candy Boyd, Michelle Rombola, and Diana Barger. What an ensemble. And later on in the broadcast, we also got a second medley from them. They performed the big three, Sherry, Big Girls Don't Cry, Walk Like a Man. Did you notice those horns, those crazy arrangements that they were singing to? Fabulous, fabulous. Gia, Natalie, and I were actually set to record on that night, on December 10th. Um, but once we saw the cast on our televisions, we knew that we had to watch the entire special as it aired. And the most amazing thing, they were doing this as a benefit for Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, and all in all, they raised over $3 million between December 10th and December 13th. It was crazy. It beautiful. Everyone comes together. Everyone in the theater community, we come together. We band together. We're family. And family is everything. And if you missed the broadcast, it is on Hulu, One Night Only, the best of Broadway. Now, what you're listening to now is our conversation from Monday, December 14th, when Aaron popped in on um, our recording session with Natalie. So listen to hear these Jersey Boys legends catch up with each other. How dare! Oh, hey! Uh, hello. Hi, TV star. <laughs> Come on with that performance. That was, I swear to God, I think we all agree that was the best you've ever sounded. Oh, thank you so much. So good. Erin, you were phenomenal. It was so much fun. Phenomenal. So much fun. What day, do you remember what day you recorded it? Or you filmed it? It was a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Broadway. On Broadway. Uh, <laughs> it was about three or four weeks ago. We had no idea that we were going to be first. That- we were screaming. We flipped out. Like, yeah. We were like, I was like, what is happening? Well, what happened with me is we were sitting and watching and um, waiting for it to start. And then it started and it showed that Broadway and then it started. And I was like, I know this sound and this <laughs> and sure enough it started and i was like this isn't happening this isn't happening we're not starting the show we're just part of the show and sure enough we were starting and i was like it was i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it i was like this is this is happening and it was really nice we got to spend three days together working again and and you know rehearsing and getting it ready and everything so it was it was delightful it was delightful yeah. would have loved to have you too natalie <laughs> well, so we felt awful because so we were supposed to record Natalie's episode on Thursday and we didn't realize how special this special was really going to be uh-huh. um, because it was, because we were going to, we, we were just going to have it on TV, record it. And then when you guys came on, we were going to pause and watch you guys perform and then just right. get back to the episode. But we're like, no, we, we have, we have to watch this whole thing tonight. Like, Let's just record on Monday. So we're here now. Well, I was also a disaster. <laughs> sobbing i like couldn't even like speak yeah i just sat there in show we just sat there in shock and so yeah. it was great we had a great time we had a great time yay it was 
was so cool. Oh. We were hoping you guys were going to close it too. I remember we were talking. We were like, oh my god, they're going to close it too. Yeah, they never told us any any. Then we never we had no idea uh, what the order was going to be or anything like that, and so mm-hmm. it was just a big surprise. You know, I thought yeah. I, I I thought that it's possible because we did two numbers that they would only do one. You know, I guess that was a possible. Right. I'd only do use one of the numbers that we recorded. Special. And when Barbara Streisand came on, I know Natalie flipped. That was when the waterworks released. Really and then I texted you. I texted Natalie. You are a part of the special tonight. <laughs> I was like, how dare they put like all of these people I love like on my television and then bring Barbara in and talking about funny girl in the winter garden theater. I was like, done. Come on. Done. And I tried to um, to donate in the first first hour of the show, but it wasn't um, like the website crashed. Yeah, the website was overwhelmed. From what I heard, I had I I knew a few other people that messaged me. And my goodness, we couldn't donate. Mm-hmm. We had to wait until later because the the website just was yeah. over overrun with with donations. So mm-hmm. that's a good sign. You get to know these people's families. You get to know their pets. You get to freaking know the name of their plants. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, and you become, you become a family, you know? And that's why I was like so overwhelmed by like all of that. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So I, 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 th- I think we better, we better get started. Yes. I love seeing you. Hello. I love you all. Have fun. Love you too. Um, you guys are the best and um, have a lovely time. And um Miss you, sweetie. Thank you so much. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas to all of you. Happy holidays. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Well, that was a fun little surprise. ADJ, Aaron de Jesus. Our first guest um, cameo. Was, Come on. You can't bring a more full circle than that. Yeah, exactly. Gave us a little <laughs> visit. Um, Natalie Gallo, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh my you guys, God. that intro. How are you? Thank you for coming on. Listen, are you kidding? I love what you guys are doing. I've listened to all of your episodes. And like, you know, you make lemons or you make lemons. You make lemonade out of lemons, right? Like, this has been a hell of a year. And for you guys to come up with something like this, and it's been so entertaining for so many of us, is just like bravo to both of you. It's been very, very enjoyable. So thank you. Well, thank you for giving us something to talk about and dissect. That's that's the main thing. But we really do want you to know that you are seriously a Jersey Boys and theater legend. Like you are. Like like the work that you've done in the past like ten years. Like you deserve so much credit, and we want to hear all about your story. First things first. You're from Pennsylvania. You're you're an Italian Pennsylvanian woman. I I've never met. A, a fellow Italian from Pennsylvania. I, all I know is New York and Jersey. It's really cool to meet someone from a different state. I feel like they're exactly the same. Are they? <laughs> to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah. 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 Because the thing is, people always, people think that I'm from Jersey. People think that I'm from mm. Jersey or they think that I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I'm from the Pittsburgh area. And they're like, oh no, same thing. It's the same thing. So did you work with a dialect coach for Jersey Boys? We did. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, for every every company, I had to go back and do it just to mm-hmm. refresh. Just to have a f- refresh. Yeah. Have a little refresher. But I appreciate that because, you know, we had so many people from Jersey come to the show and they would critique people's accents. Oh, oh my God. All the time. You know? Yeah, of course. I'm sure you have. And you're like, mm, I don't know. That's not it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> eh, I don't know. 
<laughs> I, 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 I can't say that I haven't done that. Right. So how did you get into musical theater? I mean, I, I was into music and singing my entire life, and it was just kind of always something that was, like, in me, right? Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until junior high where I didn't make the cheerleading squad, mm-hmm. and I was devastated. I think that was my first time I ever experienced rejection and, like, heartbreak like that. And the next day, like, a flyer came into the mail, and my dad was like, you know, there's this thing um, – this company called the Pittsburgh CLO and they have these classes that you got that you can take would this be something that you'd be interested in and I was like actually yeah like that sounds really fun and that's like when I fell in love with musical theater specifically what was your first show that you did uh bye bye Birdie oh, of course. at the at the Pittsburgh hey. CLO yeah so much fun so what they did was they had they hired these you know equity actors for the professional show, and you got to work with like I I worked with um Rue McClanahan. You worked with Blanche. Yeah. Oh yeah. Holy she shit. would be like teaching us like the foxtrot backstage what? at the Benetton Theater. Oh my god. Oh yeah. See, yeah. yeah. So you were already working with special. the pros. Like, I have to keep going. That's the goal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the goal. And, going. And it's going, so funny. Exactly. Right. <laughs> And when that show closed, like, I remember being in the car on the ride home, and I was, like, talking to my dad, and I was like, Dad, I'm going to Broadway. And he was like, great. Like, let's do it. Let's make it happen. And so I, I, I think they, my, my parents knew that I caught the bug in that moment. <laughs> there was wow. no looking back. And it's, it's always those car moments, too, when you really know what you're going to do. I love that. I did study um, musical theater in college, but I only went um, for three years. I, I think it was like I left my second semester of my junior year. I don't know. I always feel like I was a very intuitive person. I think I still am. Yeah. Um, but in that moment, I was like, I, I think it's time to leave. And I, and I went and worked on a cruise ship for a couple years. Um, and thankfully, yeah, they, they've been supportive um, on this entire journey. And what I love about, and to bring it back to Jersey Boys, is every, everything is meant to be. And Natalie, you, you were the Nick. You, just, you said it, you decided it was time for you to go. I came out of and your you mouth. Did. Oh, my gosh. I never thought about that. Yeah. So before you got to Jersey Boys, could you, well, well, even through it, could you take us through your whole career timeline? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> She's old. No. Um. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Um, well, I told you that I went. I went on the cruise ship, right? Yes. So I left school mm-hmm. to go on the cruise ship, um, and I traveled. Like I, we did all of the Caribbean and Alaska, and then the next year I did the Mediterranean and the Baltic, Amazing. which was life changing. Mm-hmm. Love that. Are you kidding? Like we were in Italy. Like I can't even tell you how many times gelato on every corner. I gained fifteen pounds that year. <laughs> it was totally worth it. Um, and what's crazy is in between those contracts, um, I came home and my dad, who was like, I could basically say he was like my manager because I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't (laughs) for him. Mm -hmm. Um, but he put together a DVD of like all of my old performances Mm -hmm. and sent it out to a bunch of different people that he knew. And he gave it to one of his friends in Las Vegas who actually worked at Mandalay Bay at the time. Oh. And that's where hey. that's where Mama Mia was playing. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he like goes and he goes up to like the um, stage door and to the stage manager and is like, hey, like I know this girl, you know, small town girl, but I think she'd be perfect for this show. 
um, would you mind taking a listen? And the stage manager was like, oh, you know what? This isn't really, really my thing, but I'd be happy to give it to the director and the casting director when they come to visit. And uh, he was like, oh, great. Thanks so much. And he, like, comes back and, like, tells us about this. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is so embarrassing. But, like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, thank you for doing that. That's really nice. A few weeks later, I get a phone call from Eric Woodall from Terry Rubin Casting. Oh no shit. And he asks me if I want to come and audition for Mamma Mia. And I was like, are you kidding me? How does that happen? And so to this day, I tell people, I'm like, you guys, first of all, like, if it's yours, it's yours. Like, yes. if, if, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And, like, there are no rules. There are no rules. Because this is eventually how I got the gig. Mm-hmm. I digress. Um, so uh, I was like, you know what? I'm actually going on this contract um, on this cruise. Is there any way that like I can, I don't know, send you a, an audition tape or something? And he was like, you know what? Just call me when you get back. Like enjoy your time. And I was like, okay. So I thought that I like missed this huge opportunity, right? So I was a little bummed, but whatever. I was accepting it. It was my path. I was going to move on. I go and have the best time of my life on this cruise and I come home. And my dad's like, hey, why don't you contact Eric? And I was like, Who? And he's like, yeah, your, your friend Eric, the casting guy. And I was like, oh, my God, Dad, are you kidding me? Like, he wasn't being serious. Like, you're actually think, – you think that I was going to call him. And he was like, Natalie, if you're not going to do it, then I will. And I was like, two seconds later, my dad is on the phone with Eric Wall. <laughs> Come to find out, they have an opening for the second national tour, and they invite me to come to New York and audition for them. And – well, the rest is history. Oh, my God. I booked the gig. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I booked the gig and went out the day after Christmas, 2007, flew to Canada. And, um, yeah, I was there for, for two years. Um, and after a while, you get tired. And I, I feel like I've always known when it was time to leave a show, mm-hmm. right? So I just kind of – that's like the whole trusting the gut and being intuitive again. Mm-hmm. That's where that comes in because I was like, you know what? I think it's time. Like, I've always wanted to move to New York City. This time feels right. It's time to give somebody else a shot, yeah. right? So um, I and put it. And you were banking on that production contract. She was a cute production contract, <laughs> Tammy. She was real cute. Um, and so I felt, I felt comfortable moving to New York with that. And I decided to put in my notice. And then, um, you know, I get a call a couple weeks later from the general manager saying, like, Natalie, is there any way that you could put in your notice a little sooner? And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, sure. Like, is there is there a reason behind this? And they were like, well, actually, um, we wanted you to join our the Broadway company of Mamma Mia. What? Like, how – this doesn't happen. Like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? You know what I mean? Um, and so I moved, I moved to New York with a Broadway gig. Oh, my God. Which I am so thankful for. Amazing. Because I know that's not <laughs> – <laughs> well, the Winter Garden Queen, amazing. And then you got Thanks. Jersey Boys. So what was, how did you find out about the, everything? What was your audition process like? Please walk us through. Well, so it was the same thing, yeah. right? With with uh, Mamma Mia on Broadway. I was like, ah, I'm getting the itch. Like, I think it's time mm. to move on. Like, as much as I love this show, I was like, if, if, if I wanted to have a name, like, in the business or in New York, I was like, I have to move forward and do something mm-hmm. different. Um, and you know, those shows, these long running shows, they call it like the golden handcuffs, right? Because you could stay with it until it closed and you could make a ton, save a ton of money. 
right? But it, like it all, it all depends on what you want in that moment. And in that moment, I was like, I it's time to do another show, right? Four years is 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 a long time for me. Um, so I, I was ready to move on. Um, and so that's when I started going to open calls. And Jersey Boys caught my eye. I didn't know much about the show except that it was about Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. And I was like, Italians, I'm a shoe in Like, let me go to this audition. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I did a little bit of research. And when I went in, I went in dressed uh, very young, right? I wore, like, a little bubble skirt with, like, a little tank top and, like, wore my hair, like, all cutesy and sang, like – dancing in the street or something like mm-hmm. cute I don't remember exactly what it was but Mary looked at me when I was finished and she was like hmm. okay here's the thing I'm gonna call you back but like I need you to come in like looking like a woman like I want like tight sexy dress like hair done makeup done like lips like look hot and I was like the okay <laughs> Okay, thanks. Let me <laughs> let me work on that. Um, but like, I get it because they, they did not see me as Francine, but that's who I saw myself as, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we had maybe like three or four callbacks. Um, they gave me the sides for Francine and Mary, and so when I first had that first callback, uh, they were like, "Ah, no, she's 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 yeah. Mary." Wow. Yeah. Firecracker. She's a, she's a little firecracker. Jersey Boys always came around at just the right time. Whether I felt mm-hmm. like, oh, God, I'm never going to work again in this business. Or, like, I have no money. Like, how am I going to, you know, pay my mortgage? Like when, And it's like, I used to say Richard Hester was, like, my fairy godfather. Because mm-hmm. he would always call at, like, at the time when I needed him the most. Whether he was like, uh-huh. we, we want you to join the Broadway company. Or, like, we want you to go to Vegas. And I'm like... Uh, absolutely like I'm in I'll go anywhere put me anywhere I kind of like calculated all of my my time with each company and it ended up being like four years total in like an eight year span mm-hmm. right yeah. which I was like makes sense to yeah. me because like whenever I um whenever I left New World I was like you know what this feels final all the other times mm-hmm. that I left the other companies it never felt final yeah. but this one felt like now I'm ready to move on yeah and then you went to the West Coast, and you were in California for a while. I was in California for a while. Yeah, anytime like I don't have like a steady show, um, I'll go to Sonoma and do some concerts here and there. Um, and I've, I have like a beautiful family over oh, there, and it looks gorgeous um, out there where you were in your, oh your Instagram photos. Oh my gosh, I could live there. Like I'm, I'm. I always say like I'm the happiest in Sonoma. I don't know if it's the weather. I don't know if it's the wine. Who knows? <laughs> but. <laughs> But um, yeah. So I went I, and I did a chorus line out there, which was like yeah, a chorus line. Never... Okay, let's just talk about the oh shows. Like, so back to just like the theater love. Okay, so yet Mamma Mia, Jersey Boys, a chorus line, Bronx Tale, and the Wanderer coming up. Like you are in these iconic and soon to be iconic, beautiful, grandiose shows. Like that's just you. It's so amazing. Aww. I feel really, really lucky. You know, there have been some major line flubs on my part. Oh poor Travis. I, poor, I, I feel bad for Travis, um, John Hacker, and Aaron because uh, – oh, and Paul Sabala. I just ruined that pizza scene. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you remember some of them? Um, I definitely remember when I was on for Nick's date in the church scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 
she's supposed to say like, good night, Nikki. At least now I know where your hands are going to be. And so I said, good night, Nikki. At least now, at least I, what? (laughs) Oh, forget it. And I ran off the stage. And like at that point, everybody's just on stage staring at each other like cackling. And like they have to move forward with the scene, but nobody knows what to do because like I literally just ran off the stage. Didn't say one line correctly and just ran. I love it. I love it. There was one point in Vegas where like Travis is just like sitting across from me looking at me and I'm just like, I just kind of sat back because I was just in the white room and there was no way of coming out of it. So I just let him talk and I'm like, just talk to me because I got nothing. (laughs) <laughs> amazing amazing it's terrifying it feels like you're out there for like 15 yeah. minutes with like an egg on your head but he was like no it was only like a couple minutes but oh my gosh see still. <laughs> yeah i was like <laughs> how dare you um well you also mentioned that you have a very specific dance audition story would you want to oh gosh yeah it's just one of those things where like i don't really consider myself a dancer right i'm a very strong mover and i can fake it if I have to. So <laughs> two things happened in this audition. One, I remember being there with um, Danny Austin, who was teaching us this combo over and over and over again. And I just could not get it. It was like the end of Cessoir. And it was like the toi et moi. And it was like three movements, right? It's like a flick and then like a, like a, ooh, like on your heart. And then like a hit up, whatever. See, I still don't even know the, you got it. the words, whatever. Um, And I was like, over and over again, like, this is not working. Like, what is happening? And so next to me was Rochelle Rack, who is like Broadway, Fosse, legend, right? And she takes me out of the room and she's like, come here, do this with me. Ga, ga, ga. Over and over again. She made me like rehearse it with her over and over and over again until I got it. And then I went back in the room and I fucking nailed it. And I was like, what? Like this Broadway legend just literally like took me under her Mm -hmm. wing and like, made sure that I got this combo right so I could do well in this dance call where she clearly knew that I was (laughs) failing. (laughs) But I remember that moment and being like, wow, I will never forget this. And if I ever have the chance to do that for somebody else, like I absolutely will because I just thought that was the coolest. The best. I love it. And then later in that audition, right, we're like going over this – we like do it like three at a time over and over again. And then Danny Austin looks at me when we're finished and he goes, hmm – you know what? We're going to do that again because, Natalie, you're going to want to do that again. Oh. Uh-huh. Exactly. My mouth was on the floor like, oh, my God. I'm I'm, I'm never getting this job. There is no way I'm getting this gig. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, my God. Yeah. Terrifying. Savage. Yeah. Definitely so. But you know what's funny is he knew how scared I was in that mm-hmm. moment. And so when we were in rehearsals to this – well, to this day, back in – um. Last year, like he, when he came to visit, he would always just give me shit because he knew that I would be like, oh my God, what? Like, what did I do? You know? But question about the line, good job, dad. She just puts the knife in. So why do you think she, like, that was the line as opposed to literally anything else to show that she was upset? I I think my interpretation of it was always like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you are a piece of shit father. You're a piece of shit husband. Look what you just did. How are you going to save yourself? Because I'm not going to help you out of mm-hmm. this. What do you think is the most powerful insult word? I feel like the things that get me are whenever people really show me how disappointed they are in me. Right? Those are like the digs 
the get me the most where it's just kind of like this like gut punch, right? Um, and so I think that's what Mary was doing. Like, I think, you know what I mean? She couldn't have been like, you motherfucker. Like, that would have a completely different definition. They've had this fight before. Like, over and over and over again. So at this point, she's just kind of like, cool. What else you got? I, I wish there was a scene between Mary and Bob. Because I feel like that would have, oh. right? That would have been such a breakthrough moment for both of them. Oh, totally. Yeah. That would have been really cool. I to have see. to say, I disagree. Really? Really? Why? Because I don't think we're supposed to see Mary have any closure. Because if we do, then that scene with Francine never happens. I definitely agree. That's the way I think I that see would definitely it. change the trajectory of, of the tone in the household for sure. But just because she has a conversation doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go well. I just think it would be interesting to have her in a setting with someone other than Frankie and Tommy. Because there is so much resentment there. Like, if it was Bob or Nick, it would have been a totally different approach. She always knew what she wanted. Mm -hmm. And, like, even in that pizza scene, like, it was all a test. Right? That whole thing was a test. Like, can he handle Mm -hmm. her? And, like, clearly he passed the test, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, the door test in a Bronx tale is the pizza test. Exactly. Exactly. It's the pizza test. It's the pizza test. Totally. (laughs) I love that. David and I couldn't help but think that maybe in, in... because the kiss is particularly long at the pizza right. place. So we're like, oh my right, gosh, right. is the kiss really long because it's the passage of time? I mean, if that is the intent behind it, like, bravo. That's brilliant. <laughs> because my take on it was literally just like we talked about. It. it was like a test, right? She was like, uh, let's see what he's got. Like, come here, kid. And then she, like, plants one on him. And then she's like, oh. Oh, oh. shit. Oh, this is this is good. Like, let's like continue this. Like, whoa. Okay. Like clearly like this was like a life changing moment. Like call your mother. You're going to be home late. Let's go. Like I'm not bringing you home, you know? Um, so that's all I thought it was. Well, that was just my interpretation at least. Why though is Mary Delgado at the gig at the four lovers gig in her first scene? Why does she show up? I have no idea. And shame on me, I'm a terrible actor for not knowing this, because there has got to be, I mean, maybe I was supposed to have my own backstory for it. <laughs> I hope Richard Nestor doesn't hear this. we got to consult the Bible. <gasps> Truly. Yes. Oh, my God, the JV Bible. <laughs> but I was, like, thinking, I was like, I don't know. Why is she there? There is a reason. Well, at least in the movie, we know why. It's because Tommy gets out of jail and it's his welcome back party. But you don't see any of that in the show. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. Why did she show up? Was she bored? She wanted to go, but she was dressed to the nines. Like, did she have money for pizza? Did she like, know she was going to meet him? I just got okay. a theory. What? Tell me. I should so, know this. This is actually a testament to Tommy. I just had this thought. Tommy arranged the whole thing. And Mary was in on it. Okay. M- Mary was in on it. And tell me if you agree with this. So Mary was in on it, and, like, the whole thing of Tommy not realizing that Mary was there. Oh, that's Mary Delgado. She'll send you home in a – they'll send you home in a body bag. Or they'll send you home, what, envelope. What's, what's the line? In an envelope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Look out. And um, – but he, like, he asked – he asked, like, he asked her to come to meet him, 
And maybe this, I mean, like the way Tommy's depicted in the show, maybe this is giving him too much credit, but maybe he set it up. I mean, I like that yeah. theory. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I feel, I, I, yeah, I like it. Let's just say that that's what's <laughs> happening. Tommy invited him. There, there well, I totally had that backstory the whole time. Yes. <laughs> who, who are the three girls in the finale? Or the four they're, girls, depending. They're the actresses playing the roles. They're, they're Natalie. They're Jenna. They're Rachel. Uh-huh. You know, it's the first time um, we can actually, like, see the audience and jam with them and vibe with them and thank them and smile with them and clap with them. And um, so, so we're ourselves. It's, it's actually my favorite part of the entire show. The finale. Every night. Yeah. yeah. And I think about it and it brings tears to my eyes because I remember being like, gosh, like this is, this is such a beautiful moment. Every You night. know, when you finally get to like look at the audience every night and just see like, you know, tears in everybody's eyes, like these grown men that you would never think could cry or like sobbing, right? Because it's so relatable and everybody has a story, whether it's like, you know, certain scenes or like certain songs that people relate to. Um, it's just it's just always been like a really special moment for me to like witness. Yeah, yeah and the, the the half blacks are up. They're completely up. They have this beautiful color. It's like it's kind of like in 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 Dear Van Hansen, you never get to see the entirety of the back walls because everything is always confined to a phone or a screen. You know, it's just brilliant. But then at the end of the show, they also kind of like have a kind of like half blacks kind of thing. And the whole thing opens up to reveal like a blue sky. And it's the first time. So like at the end of Jersey Boys, the half blacks are completely up. The, the screens are down with the with the cir- with the, the circles moving around the screen and everything is just open. Every time I see it, I feel like I, I see something new. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, oh, my gosh. I didn't we, know that. We always say like the first time back. Post doing this podcast, watching the show, there's going to be so much to take in. Oh, my god! I need a notepad. I, I want to be there. Yeah. I want to be there for that. I want I want to, like, witness you guys watching the show. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> people, people are saying that when Glinda says, it's nice to see me. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh. Milk that line. That's going to be wild. There's going to be a five-minute standing yep. O. That's going to be wild. Just at the Gershwin Theater. Oh, my oh gosh. I know. Thinking about it gives gonna me chills. Say, she's going to say, that wasn't a rhetorical <laughs> question. <laughs> I think this would be a great time to take take a break. <laughs> I'm on my way. Um, <laughs> We'll be right back. And we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back. Thank you. Back. We're back. Um. Oh. Oh God. <laughs> I'm tugging my heartstrings. Oh. <laughs> we are back with Natalie Gallo, Firecracker, Mary Delgado, around hey. the country. Hey, girl, hey. Zoom hey, studio. Um. And um, we are here to discuss some holiday matters on the table. Oh. We're here to resolve a problem. <laughs> oh. What's the problem? The problem is that my boy Ron 
never created some Jersey Boys Sevivone Sof Sof Sofs or Jersey Boys songs about menorahs or Jersey <laughs> Boys songs about latkes. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's the problem we're here to resolve. Also, Tommy DeVito owes 162 <laughs> large, but that's like that's like on the front burner. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. So all of those things. We are here to talk about our holiday traditions and talk about what songs we love or don't love on the Jersey Boys Christmas album, the Four Seasons Christmas album. Just talk about the holidays. If we recall, call back to Rin Melrose episode behind the podium. Check it out. He did all the arrangements for Seasons Greetings, Jersey Boys Christmas album. He was like, let's do this. And he like did it with Bob Gorio. And it was fucking amazing. They got seven Frankies, some background vocals, and they did these really cool arrangements. It was sick. Yeah, Natalie, what were your overall thoughts when you first heard the whole album? I feel like, so I was doing some research recently because I think that, I mean, I listened to it years ago. When it first came out, I actually think they gave it to us like as a as a Christmas gift one oh, year. Oh, nice! Which is probably one of my one of my favorite ones uh, that they've given us. I think, yeah, like one one year we got like the Walk Like a Manopoly. Yes. Did you <gasps> guys know did that existed? That? Yo, yeah. It's on oh, sale yeah. On eBay for like ninety five dollars. Yeah. What? I'm seriously, <laughs> considering it, it's being shipped from Australia. We need. Are it. Are you serious? Yeah. There's like one. Copy it was totally a cast members. How dare they? <laughs> They're totally selling it. No, I still have mine. I no, will never no, give no. that up. I think one year we also got like like ducks. <gasps> you guys got the ducks. We got the ducks nice. dressed as the seasons. These are all these are all the the stuff that they were selling. Because in Vegas they had that merch, yo. Oh my, we had the best merch. I have like the cutest little jackets from Vegas. Did you have the cutest? Did you get those sandals with Jersey Boys imprinted on the bottom? What? <laughs> Travis told us. That there are – no, no. Richard told us that there are sandals with Jersey Boys imprinted on the bottom so that you walk in the sand, you see Jersey Boys. Oh, my God. I I need yes, those. And they were on I, – I found a Pinterest post of them, and it had an external link to go, but sadly the link was dead. Uh, oh. Wah, All right, wah. we got to make this happen. And they gave us a towel one nice. year, a beach towel. Come on, I'd be set. Oh, my gosh. You got to complete the set. Yeah, but I will say the CD was probably my favorite oh, gift. Nice. So when we talk about the Christmas album, you can almost pinpoint a song on the cast recording or a song in the show to a song on the album. So like all things Zine, like from the get-go, that's Cry For Me. Oh, yeah. Right? Because – Mm-hmm. So um, I'm pretty sure Joe Bu- and Frankie's who are listening to this, Ron Melrose, if you're listening to this, Bob Gaudio, if you happen to be listening to this, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Joe Buery starts off um, the song. And then on the second verse, he's still singing. You hear Bobby Fox. Who I'm like <laughs> obsessed. obsessed, obsessed, so good. He he starts singing bye bye baby and it's like don't dreamy go, baby 
Um, it's like right off the bat, like oh, my. I I originally thought because the, he 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 finishes that whole thing as the background vocalist. I thought it was Travis, but Travis doesn't come in until the key change because they're singing in G. They key change into A flat. Travis gets like two full verses to himself. Um, I mean, really, that that song was so well produced. I mean, the whole album. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, I feel like every song I listen to, I'm like, oh, God, that's so good. Right before <laughs> Carol of the Bells, um, where they did that whole a cappella part of um, Glory and Excelsis Deo as well. I mean, so the vocal arrangements are beautiful. Ron, de- Ron delayed some of the men so like in, in the sheet music so that some of them are coming in later. It's kind of like a fugue. It's brilliant. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's genius. Brilliant, brilliant. He's just that Santa medley, which I'm obsessed with. Yes, let's with. talk about that. Okay, so the Santa medley. Like how freaking oh cute. Oh, my God. Jin Lloyd. Ugh. Jin Lloyd Young. OG. Crazy. OG. OG. And just as a reminder for everyone. So this album, so the, the guys pretty much recorded this in one day in Nashville. This was done by Rhino Entertainment. They were like the main main record label, um, who also did um, Elf, the musical, Follies, Anything Goes, and Godspell. So this whole company was like, you know, top-notch, ready to go. And if you compare this album to the Four Seasons Christmas album, they also had like, a Christmas medley on there too. So I wonder if that... Well, th- th- I think they, they do a few medleys on the Christmas album, right? On the Four Seasons. They do, but one is, is just called like the medley. Oh, the Christmas yeah. medley. Oh, okay. Which is cool. The medley. Like cr- it's like it's like, the, it's like it's like, which is so funny. Like on on the cast album, they have the early years medley. They have the Opus Seventeen medley, which in reality in the show it's just a section of songs. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, so just to clarify, so it's called the Merry Christmas medley from the Four Seasons. And if gotcha. you look at, I love the cover art for the Four Seasons Christmas album. It's so good. So and it's the four, like the the number four. And it has all of the all of the seasons as like presents, and they have like a bow on top, and it's really cute. I love that. It's Frank, cute. Tommy, Bob, and Joe. And Joe Long. Yeah, really cool. Just fun fact, fun fact. But um, but okay. Natalie, what do you love most about Santa Medley? With, with oh, yeah, the yeah. Santa Medley. Are you kidding? I love everything about it. I'm obsessed. Like, for, like doesn't John Lloyd Young start it? Yeah. Santa Does he start? Claus like. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so good. Like I could listen to that over and over again. A, a beautiful musical moment that I love when they when they transition into Here Comes Santa Claus, they sing it the second time. Ron changes the chord that he played the time before. So here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He changes John's note and he changes the chord. So he makes it a minor to go back into he makes it a minor chord to go back into whatever they were going to sing after when in the first verse they sang so they're in the key of d major at this point so really usually they would sing that g major chord but in that on that little bridge where it's kind of like not acapella but like slowed down with those drum crashes um so they changed john's note and it was just like so like tugging at your heartstrings under the Christmas tree, looking at the lights. So brilliant. But like Bobby Fox, like let's just talk about the um, 
uh, he does Angels from the Realm of Glory. Glory. Okay, I can listen to that over and over and over again. So good. God rest ye merry gentlemen. The coolest arrangement of that song I've ever heard. I I mean, Bobby Fox is in my top five Frankies. I mean, I didn't know much about him until like listening to the JB Christmas album, where so I was like, good. "Who so is good. this?" And there's yeah, so many. I was really impressed. Upbeat, like like the the fast songs. Um, I love Winter Wonderland. I've, I've heard. I was just gonna yeah. bring it up. Rick Fonio sings Winter Wonderland. Um, oh there's God, a he's performance so good. Of Christmasina, uh, your Bay Chris, and a few other guys singing it at like a halftime show. New York City. Oh yeah. Beautiful arrangement. The way Ron plays with the modes um and the keys. The way he, the way the way Ron transitions from key to key. I love the way it starts. A beautiful sign. We're happy tonight. In a completely different key. Walking in a winter wonderland. Mm, they're in the key of A flat and then they just seamlessly creep up to C major for the verse and it's just like genius genius I love it winter wonderland I love it and then the the um, the slow songs you know like John singing have yourself mm-hmm. a merry little christmas it's that's mm, that's so Moody's pretty mood. if you listen to a holy night rise up shepherd there's da, da, a beautiful oh, so there's a beautiful duet between Mark Ivy and Titus Burgess Come on. During, um, uh, so I, 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 and I, that's the only Another other OG. song. That's the song. That's the only song where other non-Frankie people were credited. Were credited. Key thing. Yeah. I'd like to do impressions of good singers. I'd like to like, well, be you, like you do a killer I don't Barbara. Know, Lady Gaga uh, or Barbara Streisand impersonator. Barbara. I can't. You, There's but, no way. Honestly, I don't know how. Do yeah. Naturally. You do. That's the thing. You do it naturally. Like, guys, go th- look at her videos. Like even her most like her most recent videos, you like Barbara She's Streisand. She's in you. What? Sound alike. I think you know what? My dad would listen to her like when I was in the mm-hmm. womb. When I was in my mother's womb, my dad would listen to Barbara Streisand, Frank Sinatra, and Elvis Presley. And he would sing all of their songs to me. And so I think just that I was meant to sing that kind of music. But like Barbara is my idol. You, you could tell my like idol. We were listen- We were watching your videos, and we were like, "It you naturally sound like her." Oh my god, <laughs> I'm it's like true. Well, so what? What it's made? Of course, like with, with the influence of just being in the womb. But what? What about Barbara? Really <sighs> sticks out to you. I just think everything about her. I think that she doesn't give two shits about what other people think about yeah. her, right? And I wish that I could like be like that in re- <laughs> real life. I can be like that on the stage. I can play those kinds of characters. Um, but I love that about her. And uh, she's a very strong woman, right? You know, even like film, like as a director, she just kind of like created her own path. Yeah. Like I love that about her. Like she's the reason why I didn't get a freaking nose job. Yeah. Hey, man. Hell yeah. Do you know Me what I mean? Too. Because all my life I was like, um, okay, well, Barbara kept her nose. So You're- I'm going to keep mine. I mean, as of right now, we'll see. We've we have plenty Thank of time. Thank you for saying that. No, we have the same Roman hook going. Yeah, both of us. Yeah, yeah. and like, 
And so, I mean, I don't know. She's always just been, like, a huge influence. Oh and then that's not even – we haven't even talked about her voice yet. Like, even just, like, the quality of her voice and the type of music that she that she sings and that she embodies. And it's, like, I don't know. Watching her old videos, she's just, like – Majestic. I don't know. You watch her and you're, like, I'm – yeah. You're just, like, watching, like, I don't the know, an experience. Yeah, just emanates from her. I saw her her last tour, the movies, the memories, the magic – me too. Me too. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Listen, I was in Vegas, okay? And she was performing it. I think it was an MGM or something. And we thought it was going to be like her last concert, which I don't think it was, right? I think she had another one yeah, after that, but yeah, she was she... billing it as like her final. Just like the Brooklyn one was like her final one. Whatever. But I was like, I was like, dad, like she's coming to Vegas. Like I'm here with Jersey boys. Like you should come out. Like we should do this. And he was like, all right, we're going to do this. Like this, this may be our, our, like our only shot. So we had like a, a daddy daughter date to Barbara. (laughs) So sweet. That's wonderful. It was incredible. I like took a personal day from work and everything. It was like a big to do. It was like for my birthday. I was like, I'm taking a day off. Yes, you have to, you have to. So funny girl is like my dream role. Right. And it's going to come back to Broadway. It's possibly next year. We'll see. But I was like, guys, I don't care. I will like stand by. I will understudy. I will be a fucking fly on the wall. Like, but th- I, that's why I've never touched it. Just one mm. moment. No. You know, I swear on my life. I was like, <laughs> she had a fucking nose. Yeah. The and way she was you proud said of that, it. she had a fucking nose. I literally, yeah. wait, that was literally Barbara. What? Oh well, well there you go. That was that was okay. Natalie, for oh, manifesting this, you're gonna you're gonna play Fanny Bryce on Broadway. Look, I like even if it's like for one performance, yep, you're gonna do it. Do you know what I mean? That was one of those things where I'm like, I was born to do this at like age 15, singing freaking I'm the greatest star, mm-hmm. and singing Don't Run My Parade, and like, I don't know. It's just one of those moments that I've held on to, and I was like, if I don't get to do this, I'm leaving the business. So <laughs> like, it's gonna happen, everybody. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I think this is a great place to wrap up. Thank you. I mean, this was uh, to think to think about. Not, I mean, at the risk of repeating myself. I mean, just to think about where we were six months ago, where we are now, and um, we're all we're still all in different places. Um, like when we started this thing, um, but me and Gia have switched places. <laughs> I was in Florida when we started this. She was in New York. I'm in New York now. She's in Florida, and Natalie's in Pennsylvania, and we're still here talking about Jersey Boys. Good. It was all in a handshake from six months ago. The gift that keeps on giving. Yes. And during Christmas time, during the most wonderful time of year of all things. So now let's just ask you one more quick question. Um, well, two questions. One, what does Christmas mean to you? And two, what does Jersey Boys mean to you? Honestly, I think they both mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think family, right? Yeah. Because why? Because is family everything. is everything. Everyone say it with everything. us. If you're at home. Family <laughs> is everything. Is everything. <laughs> But honestly, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And um, togetherness and love and I think gratitude. And I think that's very fitting for both of them. Oh, so with that being said, uh, yeah. Okay, so this let's was... definitely wrap up. 
today's episode, please, please, of course, also in the spirit of Christmas, on Natalie's YouTube channel, she has her singing Man with the Bag, oh, and it God. is so good and so fun. Everyone, please listen. give her all we'll of the views, please. <laughs> she deserves it. it. Post it in our bio. <laughs> Click on the link in our bio. Check it out. Oh, my God. And, that's so uh, funny. And hopefully we will see her next year in The Wanderer with some more oh, Jersey Miguel Boys family Darkland members. Moreland. Who else? And Steven Surf. Surf. Um, and Mackenzie Bell and um, Joe, Joe Barbara. Barbara. Uh, Jip DiCarlo, right? Jip DiCarlo. Big yeah. Time. Yeah. And so who who knows? Who else who might? Knows who might? <laughs> step and, in there um, along the way, right? I cannot wait to see you at Paper Mill Playhouse in The Wanderer. Fingers yeah. Fingers crossed. crossed. When when the world is yeah. ready for us to come back better and badder than ever. And um, this has been, uh, we have two episodes for you guys coming out um, in the span of two weeks. Um, we're we're going to do, uh, when this episode comes out, the next week will be with our dear friend, Travis Clower. And um, these are going to be your final two episodes of Silhouettes JB Podcast for 2020, our inaugural six months. The deepest dive to Jersey Boys you have ever taken before, will take, or are currently taking. And thank you so much again for listening. And please keep the merriment going and follow us on social media if you can. Uh, so we're at Silhouettes Debut Podcast underscore on Instagram and regular Silhouettes Debut Podcast on Facebook and our join our Facebook group. It's so much fun. Natalie, please share your Instagram handle too so we can follow you. Oh, it is at Nitty Vitty. N-I-T-I-V-I-T-T-Y. Listen to us. Uh, <laughs> thank it. you, Anchor, for sponsoring us. In our first year, our first six months, listen to us wherever you can find podcasts, Silhouettes, JB Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, (laughs) and Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, Asalamu.